You're listening to another sermon podcast presented by Chelsea Presbyterian Church. Located in Chelsea, Alabama, we value community, fellowship, and love for people from all walks of life. For more information, find us online at www.chelseaprez.org or check us out on Facebook. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Jesus the Messiah. We're in the middle of, a, of our series on the names of Jesus, and it's good timing. Because we're in the middle of Advent, and as we said before earlier in the service, it's a season of celebrating the coming of Christmas and Jesus' birth. From the time he was born, Jesus was a controversial figure. So controversial that the people in power wanted him dead. Why was that? It was because he was making provocative claims about who he was and why he was sent to earth. Today we're going to look at the passage where Jesus comes back to his hometown uh, after being on, at, at ministry for a while. So how will they receive him? Uh, even more, the question is going to be, how do you receive the story this morning? So let's read our passage for the day. We said before, we're going to be looking at Luke 4, 17 through 21. Uh, and the scroll of the prophet of Isaiah was given to him, and he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are impressed, oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled the scroll up, and he gave it back to the attendant, and he sat down. And the eyes of the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father God, open our eyes, illuminate our hearts. Uh, may we embrace that you have come as the Messiah, not just in general, but to us to heal our brokenness, to, heal, to, to uh, give us good news as people who are poor and blind. Lord, may we experience the freedom of the year of the Lord's favor, just a foretaste of heaven today as we hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So Christmas time is uh, not only time to celebrate, but also, and we've talked about this several times throughout the series, also, also to reassess what we really believe. Maybe in two ways. Uh, one, obviously we have to assess what we really believe about Jesus. Did this really happen? Is, is he really the Son of God that, that he claims to be? The second thing is the Bible is full of predictions and prophecies like the one that we looked at today that call us to ask, is the Bible really true? Do they really predict and prophesy these things? years and years and years before that. And ultimately, is Jesus really who he says he is? All these things we're confronted with at Christmas time, and all these things that people talk about, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. So let's look at this passage in terms of three points today as they're uh, printed in the order of worship. We're gonna talk about what was written, we're gonna talk about what was anointed, and then we're gonna talk about what was fulfilled. So, first of all, let's talk about what was written. Um, look at verse 17. It says, The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him, talking about Jesus. He enrolled the scroll, 
and he found a place where it was written. When I go back to Arkansas, uh, it's almost like a time warp. Arkansas is where I grew up. Uh, and as I said before, it's Buzz and Teresa, Arkansas. If you don't know where that is, it's between Cottonwood and Snake Island. So if it, that solves a geographical dilemma for you. But it's almost like a time warp, meaning that folks don't see me as the pastor of Chelsea Presbyterian Church here in Alabama. They remember me as the farm boy in high school, the football player, as the guy who played the piano, namely Great Balls of Fire, at the school talent show. By the way, if you have not seen the video, Larissa, trust me, would love to show it to you. Me, not so much. So, maybe you experience a similar thing though. Uh, if you've ever gone back to your hometown, people remember you a lot of times for who you were, not necessarily for who you currently are. So Jesus comes back to Nazareth, his hometown, where he had been brought up, and he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and the people received him, not only as a guest, but also as a visiting rabbi, as a teacher. See, it was the custom of the day in the synagogue to allow a visiting rabbi to give the meditation or the explanation of the word of God that was going to be the reading that day by way of basically a sermon. Each week at the synagogue, which is the church at the time, the custom was to read a certain point of scripture. On this day, the prophet Isaiah was the Bible reading, what we just looked at. And Jesus stood up and he took the, the book of the prophet Isaiah to read as the text for the day, like we would read the Bible before sermon. Um, when he opened the scroll, he read from Isaiah 61, which is actually probably one of the more important or most important of all the prophecies in the Bible that point to the fact that God would send a Redeemer, a Savior, a Messiah to his people. In this whole passage, Isaiah is describing the mission of the servant of God, the mission of the servant of the Lord that's going to be the sin bearer and the savior of his people. But it's even more specific than that. Look at point two. What was anointed? Uh, look at verse 18. So the spirit of God is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor and he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are impressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. When Jesus read this passage of Isaiah to all those that were assembled in the synagogue like we are now, he began with these words, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now there's several things you need to think about when you look at this reading. First of all, the word anointed here is also the same word as Christ, which is also a translation for Messiah. Uh, when you think of Jesus Christ or Messiah, you can also think in terms of the anointed one. It's the same word. See, when Isaiah think, talks about the uh, anointing of the Messiah, however, he's saying he's been given certain power from God. The first part of the text is the Spirit is on me because he has anointed me, but to do what? It says to preach the gospel to the poor, which means the Messiah would be, and Jesus was, anointed by the Holy Spirit to preach. And not just to preach and proclaim good news, but it's more than that. Because look at the second part of that. It would be one thing to say, he's anointed me to preach. But look what else he says. 
Jesus was anointed to be sent to help the poor, the down and outers, to heal the brokenhearted. Do you know any doctor that can heal a broken heart? I mean, is there anything more painful or more painful condition than a human being to suffer than endure than a broken heart? And Jesus came to comfort and heal the brokenhearted people like you and I. Right now during this Christmas season, people are talking about peace and love and joy. But like we said last week, this world can be a horrible place. And it can be hard to find those things. And we know how mean we can be to each other. And we know how the holidays sometimes bring out the worst. Even as we're around family in us. And we know we need help. Because we cannot do it by ourselves and we can't figure it out alone. See, Jesus not only came to proclaim the good news of, of freedom from bondage and suffering, as we said before, but also to do something about it. Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior, says, I'm anointed by God, and I have the power to do all these things. Let's look at point number three. What was fulfilled? Verse 20 says, He rolled the scroll up and He gave it back to the attendant, and then He sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on Him, and He began to say to them, Today, Scripture has been filled in your hearing. So after Jesus read the summary of the prophet Isaiah that he gave hundreds and hundreds of years before about the mission and the agenda of the Lord's Messiah, he hands it back to the attendant and then he sits down. Now sometimes when you visualize that, you think it's like someone coming out of the congregation in a gathering like this and reading it uh, like the Stalin's family did a while ago and then going and sitting back down. That is not what's happening here. See. When he's starting here, back when you sat down back then, it wasn't the end of what you had to say. It was the beginning. Here's the reason why. In the synagogues and the churches back then, the preacher sat on a chair or a bench in front of everyone else. And everyone else sat on the floor at his feet. This is why we talk about sitting at the feet of great teachers. And that's when you get the idea of, of this. But anyway, Jesus sat down. He sat down in front of the people, not going back to a seat. He sat down in front of the people, and that was the signal that he was about to explain the meaning of the text that he had just read. So here we have it. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were looking at Jesus and saying, what's he going to say? He just read this passage. We've heard he's a great rabbi and a great teacher. What is he going to say? And their minds are also thinking, I know Jesus. We've all watched him grow up here. Uh, as a, a carpenter in Nazareth. And he's been gone for quite a while. And yes, he's been living in Capernaum. And we have heard all the rumors and the incredible stories about his ministry. That he's performed all these miracles and all these healings. And speaking to the multitudes of the land, especially here in Galilee. Now, he's going to preach in front of us in his hometown for the first time. So it says everyone in the crowd was basically on the edge of their seat. And all eyes were fixed on him. And the ears just straining to hear, what is he going to say? Now, you think some of my sermons are short? This is the shortest sermon recorded anywhere in the Bible. Jesus sat down and he looked at the congregation that were peering at him and he said, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Amen. End of sermon.
What? Here's what he's saying, and it's profound though. Jesus is saying, you have just heard the mission of the Messiah set forth by the prophet Isaiah, a message from God. The people of this nation have been reading this for hundreds of years and hundreds of years, and the people of Israel have been waiting generation after generation for the Lord's anointed, the Lord's conqueror, to come and deliver them. And Jesus is telling them, here I am, right here. You're looking at him. You're listening to him. In the flesh, I am the guy. So what was their response? Okay, before we look at the response, I want to make one point. There's no important question that you will ever have in your life, especially during this Christian season, than considering your answer to, who is Jesus? Sit there and imagine just for a moment that you're sitting on the floor of the synagogue and you've been waiting for the answer to all your problems along with everybody else in your nation. And you've just heard this text, this reading of the Word of God that you've heard before. And now you hear Jesus telling you, I am He. I'm the answer. I'm the one you've been waiting for. I'm the one you want. I'm the one you need. So what is your response? Do you leap for joy and say, thank you, God. I've been waiting patiently for this. Do you want to run up and hug his neck and say, I'm so glad you know that you're the Messiah, my Savior? Well, that was not the response of his hometown. These people heard these words, and they looked at Jesus, and they were shocked. And they said, wait, 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 wait. Isn't this Joseph's son? Well, yes, he was Joseph's adopted son, but he's also Yahweh's son. He was the servant of the sovereign God, the anointed one, whom the Father was well pleased, and they could not take it. They could not receive it. They thought, this can't be true. It can't be this easy. This is too good to be true. This is totally different than what I expected. They were choking on the words of Jesus. So what about you this morning? What about me? Are we going to discount the real Jesus today, the role that he was, is intended to play in our lives and wants to play in our lives? Can you believe it? Are you willing to consider it? Do you really believe it? Even if you do believe in Jesus and what he did in his life and death, do you really live di life differently regardless of whether or not he came and died for you? Could you take it or leave it? Would you be actually happier without him and the restrictions that you feel like he puts on his life? Or do you truly see by faith that he was sent to heal your broken heart and to set you free? As we said last week, Jesus didn't come to earth to just save the world in general or to be a vague person out there in your life. He died for you to make a difference in your personal everyday life, to develop a relationship with you personally, to make an impact on your everyday, every moment decisions, to be your savior in addition to being your Messiah in the hope of all mankind. Would you receive the help that he's offering you? Would you receive the hope of a fuller life that he's offering you today, a better way to live, and the promise of a better hope tomorrow? Can you believe that? Will you receive it? <coughs> Contemplate that today as we receive Jesus Christ here at the communion table during this Advent season. Let's pray. Father God, thank you uh, for who you are. 
Thank you for who you're saying. Uh, Lord, we think about you in such vague ways. We are so flippant about your role in our life. Uh, we love the Jesus that gives us help and gives us comfort and is the servant, the servant Jesus. But when it comes to being our King and our Lord and the limitations that sometimes, or, or even the, 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 the things that he puts in our life to help us make it better, we don't like that part. We don't like the authority. Lord, help us to accept the whole pass, package of who you are, both Savior and King, both Lion and Lamb, uh, both the baby and the manger, and the King that uh, died, resurrected, and now is on the throne in heaven. Give us a bigger picture of that today. In Jesus' name, amen. enjoyed today's sermon. We want to remind our listeners that our doors are always open at Chelsea Presbyterian Church and we invite all our listeners to join us for worship. You can visit us at 10:30 on Sunday mornings at Chelsea Middle School. 
To hear more of our sermons from our church or for more information, you can find us online at www.chelseapres.org or check us out on Facebook.